And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, and we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hello, Tour Story listeners. Thank you for your continued support, and welcome to Season 4. I'd like to take a second to thank our friends and sponsors over at Isotope. Here at Ruinous, Chris and I rely heavily on easy-to-use tools like RX and Ozone for all of our audio repair, mixing, and mastering. Now, Tour Story listeners can get 10% off Isotope plugins or try Music Production Suite Pro for free for 30 days using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. To get your discount and check out all of their easy-to-use products, go to isotope.com slash ruinous. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com slash ruinous. And use code FRET10. And thank you for listening. Hey, Jessica. Hi. What's happening? Oh, you know, just, uh... Same old, same, just hotter yeah. and with more allergies. <laughs> I know. Our poor Northwest people. I'm in Seattle. Where are you? I'm in Portland. Happy Pride Month. How was last weekend? Did you have any Pride events? We had little ones here in West Seattle. I was up in the San Juans. Oh. My my folks have a cabin up there. And so, and I, ha- I had never, I went like two years ago, but yeah, I... I went up there and spent a week with them. It was my first time out out of town in like two years. Wow. I love San Juan. Where were you in the San Juans? It's called Little Henry. There's like Henry Island. There's no cars or anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. But you're back in Portland now. I am. Yeah. Yeah. 
how's uh we, we don't have to go on and on about this because everyone else is for good fucking reason um but how's portland uh, reacting to our <laughs> moronic useless uh i could throw a bunch of other yeah derogatory terms at our supreme court but how's portland responding to the the latest decision yeah exactly how you would expect portland to um i i'm from louisiana originally which you know of course is a state that um immediately is banning abortion it's i've been here for a long time i've been here since 2008 so i i'm used to the bubble you know yeah and i i think i sometimes can lose a little bit of touch you know what i mean about like the reality of what it's like in other states uh especially the one that i grew up in um i'm happy to be in a place that is progressive and that for the most part agrees with me (laughs) you know and and agrees uh with bodily autonomy but um yeah it's been a tough tough weekend yes it sure has yeah well we're banned together our three states currently um i guess we have to hold on to that and try to spread that idea back east and uh, totally keep abortion safe and legal to say right. the least and keep people's rights intact i guess is yep. the bigger picture yeah exactly <laughs> um well you and i as musicians have both had a weird and wild and sometimes difficult last couple of years on top of that you were diagnosed with breast cancer and i believe you're in recovery and i want to start by saying i salute you thank you don't want to say congratulations because that feels weird and i'm not sure that's the right <laughs> thing to say i i can't imagine the the strength and perseverance it took so again i salute you um, <laughs> i appreciate it so I, we've talked a lot with people. Uh, I mean, I primarily talk to musicians. I've talked to a lot of musicians about everything that happened to our vocation and livelihood. Feel free to tell me a little bit about what, what you got up to. But, you know, what was your reaction to your diagnosis on top of the rest of the bad news that us musicians got? Yeah, so we were we were on tour when... You know, everything kind of shut down for the first time. Um, And I remember her drummer being like, we had this really big support tour coming up a couple months later or something. And our drummer on our tour was like, guys, I think that this is going to like blow. I think this is going to be really bad. And we were all like, oh, my God, Devin's always a pessimist. (laughs) And, you know, we like thought that he was just being really dramatic. And then that's more than what we expected you know what he expected ended up happening um i kind of embraced the break a little bit because we had just been so like ruthlessly touring for so long and i don't think anything would have stopped that (laughs) except for being like forced to stop and so I, i mean i just like threw myself into the studio i had been an engineer for a long time and you know i was just like well this is what I have access to and this is what, you know, I like to do uh, outside of playing live. Um, I did, you know, a big songwriting camp with my publishing company and started writing with people and, you know, doing sync stuff. And so I was, I was, I was uh, <laughs> as awful as it sounds, I was kind of enjoying it. And I was actually making money too, which I was really, right. you know, I was like, oh, wow, this is 
So this is actually kind of nice. Like it kind of opened up a new world for me in that regard. Um, and yeah, I kind of was like, oh, maybe I don't need to just be on the road constantly. Yeah. And then in November that year, I got I, I found a lump in my breast and I was at the doctor like two days later was very brushed off. Ah, it's nothing, you know, and mm -hmm. then turned out to be cancer uh, that had spread to my lymph nodes. And um, I don't know. It, I It's hard to describe. It completely changes everything. Do you know what I mean? Like everything. I, like, I want to say I do know what you mean, but no, I don't know what you mean. Yeah, well, but it's I just. It, yeah, I can understand how it's like, massive that is. Yeah, like there's not anything that it didn't touch, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's the best way that I know how to put it. Like, uh, and I, I mean, I did all the treatments. I did everything. I did the harshest chemo that there is. I did eight rounds of chemo. Lost all my hair. Two surgeries. Oh god! Radiation. <laughs> like I'm on. Four different medications now, two of which are for the foreseeable future. You know, it, yeah. it's 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 been it's been big. You yeah. know, I mean, I had never been on any medications before. You know, <laughs> like really, I, I've always been you know fortunately very well. But yeah, now I'm I'm on a lot of different meds for the foreseeable future, and it's just a total life changer. It was big, like really, really big for yeah. me. You know. Well, it seems like there's some light at the end of the tunnel for you. and Absolutely. Great. Um, yeah. I want to ask you, is your new EP, which is awesome, I've been listening to it for a week straight, My Heart Loves to Break, is that, are you responding to the last couple years? No. No. Uh, actually, I, I started these songs before I got diagnosed um, and finished them while I was in treatment. I'm actually just now, I finished like the big treatments, like I finished radiation in August and I'm just now starting to write about all of it and to kind of be able to examine it through a creative lens without breaking down. Um, I had a lot of fear about even thinking about death or mortality or being sick or anything like that and i was like i don't want i can't write about it i don't want to like jinx it or something which is so silly but um <laughs> i i've i got very superstitious with my diagnosis like i like seriously like um i've never been very superstitious but i am now or i was for a while um but yeah these songs i don't know i i think they were more of an escape for me than a reflection on on that super heavy time. Like it was right. it was kind of nice to be like it was the way that I put it the other day was that it was kind of like a life raft, like connecting me to to before the cancer. Sure. And I I really I think I needed that because it is very easy to get lost in sickness, uh, especially when you. You don't just feel sick. You look sick. You're treated sick. You're, you know, people look at you different. They talk to you different. Like right. Man. you can get swallowed by it. And I didn't want to just be 
a patient because I'm not just a patient. Nobody's just a patient. You know, yeah. we're all lots of things. And, you know, to me, this EP is very romantic and very, you know, um, it's although it's about kind of like heartbreak yeah. and stuff like that, there is a lightness to it in my, in, in my eyes. Maybe it's just in comparison to, <laughs> to cancer, but um, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It, it's uh, I'm just going to say it, it's funny to look at uh, heartbreak as a, <laughs> as a uh, solace. Levity, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, well, I want to talk a little bit about where I want to talk a lot a bit about, how you made this record and the process and stuff. But first, I want to play actor. Is that cool? It sounds great. All right, here it goes. You talk about her, a smile at night. I didn't audition, but it looks like I got the part.
like that tune a lot. Thanks. The hook, love to play pretend, that's that's the stickiest thing on the record for me. It's so great. Thank you. And I, I, w- I do want to talk about your production on this and engineering and everything because you made it yourself. But I do want to say the one thing that really sticks out for me that I really love is your guitar tone, choice, and all your playing on it. It's so great. Thank you. And I really appreciate that. There's all kinds of cool chorus and weird bent notes and um and it's a departure from the cannibal sound right yeah would you say you always had a pop record in you or did it i mean you know i I guess summer cannibals got some pop in them but i would say more rock than pop yeah definitely but i i've always loved pop music and i i love how underestimated pop music is Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like how much skill it takes to write a hook and how how much skill it takes to write a hook that sounds effortless yes um and yeah it's just i'm fascinated by it i'm so i'm really excited by it and a lot of the new summer cannibal stuff the melodies are even more pop oriented um just because yeah that's and i i find it an exciting way to tell a story is like wrapped in a hook like that you know yeah uh so you made this record at your studio there in portland how long have you operated a studio well this this is a new a new space but my partner and i cassie we built and opened a studio it was in the basement of a mild house but it was it was pretty, it was legit. It was a legit space. We tracked bands there and made records. We made Can't Tell Me No, the last Summer Cannibals oh, record there. Uh, we recorded and mixed it. I think that was in 2018. It hasn't been that long, but I've been recording for a long time before that. Um, but 2018 was my first time, you know, opening that studio space and then now moving it here. Are you recording bands? I want to record a drum record and I'm looking for a place in Portland. <laughs> You know, I'm not doing a ton of 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 band tracking. I I'm doing a lot of producing. I have a band whose record I'm working on who they're tracking the drums and bass. Um they're in Louisiana. Mm. And then their lead singer and lead guitarist are coming up here and we're doing all the overdubs and mixing and, you know, all the vocals and stuff like that. So it's kind of been a little more of the focus here. And I've been doing a lot of like co-writing and things like that. So did you go to school for engineering or do, are you self-taught? I didn't. Yeah, I'm self-taught. Um, with these four songs, it seems like you worked with a few people. You at least worked with Eric Slick. He played mm-hmm. on Disaster. Were you just sending files back and forth? Yeah, yeah. It was during my treatment. And yeah, I I touched base with him. He actually drummed on, I think it was like six songs. Oh. Um, so this was going to be an album. It's an album's worth of songs. Mm-hmm. And I decided to divide them up into EPs. But yeah, he just like, in like one day, masterfully tracked like, super dope (laughs) drums on like six songs and um sent me everything yeah he's great yeah he's one of my favorite drummers out there right now me too to say the least the man is slick he's smooth um on a couple of the tunes there's a bit of a a reggae more of like an 80s reggae vibe there's like on you records kind of sound i don't know if the chorus on the guitar is 
making me think that. Did you have any reggae in mind? I never. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I, I didn't. But I, I mean, I think I could hear that. Yeah. It was unintentional, but I'm down. Well, what, what do you think about playing these songs live? Do you have any thoughts to hit the road with them? Or are you going to release more songs? I'm going to keep releasing stuff. I think my focus right now is producing. And I really love being in the studio. And Summer Cannibals is starting to play again, finally. Like oh, for the are. first time in two years. Yeah. And so, yeah, the pop stuff, I don't have as much of a desire, but... I say that and then get antsy and, you know, I think that there isn't really anything like, I don't know, like releasing music can kind of, without that aspect, can feel kind of like just throwing things out into a void Sure, that is the internet. So I do kind of miss that aspect, but I have so many more songs that I want to, I want to get out. And so I'm going to just kind of keep doing that for a little bit. I guess one thing you can do with pop music is you can kind of perform it, a lot of it by yourself or with two people or something rather than yeah. pile a bunch of people in a van. Not that that uh, is better. I prefer full, full band, but I'm a drummer. Yeah, me too. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, there's, there's not a ton of appeal to me in just like kind of singing over backing tracks. Yeah. I, I like I like a full band for sure. One last thing I want to say is the video for Actor is, I really love your visual aesthetic. Has visual art always been in your life? Definitely. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, starting probably in like high school. My, I was a dancer for a really long time and that was my main thing until I was about like 16. And then I started painting. My mom is an artist. My mom's a painter. And... um I kind of was like never that interested in it because I'm like, oh, that's what my mom does. <laughs> and then in high school, like I remember her one day just being like, just come, come to the studio with me and just like try it. And uh, yeah, I really loved it. I, I went to, I initially went to college for painting, and about a year in, was like, why am I doing this? And uh, switched to film. But I, I, I've always loved visual art. When you say dance, what does that mean? Uh, it's like competitive dancing. Mm. So from the time I was a kid until I was in high school. And then I, I, I've kind of I've been revisiting it as an adult, um, just like going to classes. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it, it's just performances and competitions. And it would be, you know, different disciplines. Yeah. Um, but I think that also probably just stems from my love of music and my connection to music you know i yeah. just think of it as an accessory to that all right well um when's your next summer cannibal show well we're kind of like dipping our toes in the water we're mm -hmm. gonna we're doing a headlining show in portland uh on september 10th at mississippi studios and yeah it's really exciting because we're like i'm writing new summer cannibal stuff i think we hope to maybe record this winter and um yeah it'll be fun we're gonna like sprinkle in some new stuff it'll be our, our first show back in two years all right well i hope to catch it yeah thanks for your time been nice to talk to you thank you yeah you too and i maybe i'll see you out there on the rock and roll circuit and if you travel travel safe and congrats on this thank ep you. it's killer i really appreciate it all right thank you bye